The North Carolina pork industry plays an important role in supporting rural communities across our state. The pork industry contributes more than $10 billion a year to our state's economy and supports more than 44,000 jobs, primarily in small rural communities across eastern North Carolina. Learn more at ncpork.org, the North Carolina Pork Council, the foundational partner for the North Carolina Sports Network. Our next guest is already a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. He's been the ACC Coach of the Year, the Big 12 Coach of the Year, and the National Coach of the Year. At the end of his first tenure as the head coach of the University of North Carolina, he actually led the Tar Heels to back-to-back -to -back national top 10 finishes in 1996 and 1997. He later won the national championship in 2005 and had a lot of other amazing success while leading the Texas Longhorns. And now he is in his fifth season of his second tenure in Chapel Hill, during which he's led the Heels to four straight bowl games and back into the national top 25, where the Heels are given their 4-0 start to this season. Mac Brown, welcome back to the David Glenn Show and welcome for the first time to this new North Carolina Sports Network. How are you, Coach? I'm doing great, David, and thanks for having me on. You and I have great history for many, many years uh, from, from back in the early days for both of us. I still can't believe I was at your first press conference in Chapel Hill and your second press conference at Chapel Hill. It makes me feel old sometimes, but I try to tra channel the youthful energy that you send my way. Um, I've met your amazing wife, Sally, and I remember you guys had that great line five years ago where if you were going to leave ESPN, it was going to be the family relocation to Hawaii, the Bahamas, or Chapel Hill. Uh, given now you have four and a half seasons of perspective, uh, has this been what you and Sally were looking for at what is a very different stage of life? Yeah, David, it has. It's, it's probably been more than we thought because at this stage in my life, I can try to help this game that we love because I can be outspoken more than younger coaches who are worried about their bosses and worried about keeping their jobs and who's they going to make mad. I get my age. I don't care. I, I'm going to tell the truth <laughs> and be who I am, and, and I'm, uh, I'm going to say what I think. Uh, secondly, I can do what we got into coaching to do. Uh, I'm not looking for another job. I don't need any more money. Uh, I don't even need that many more wins. I, I just want to win because it helps the guys and they listen to you more and you get to stay. But what you can do is you can help young coaches and you can have an influence on young people's lives. And very few people get an opportunity to do that. So it's given me a renewed purpose. And that's something that I lost. I loved ESPN. I loved TV. It was fun. I had a team and, and got to cover the sport I love. But uh you didn't have the individual impact on kids that you can have with this job. And, and that's been the coolest part of this. The, the, I promised Sally, I would not take losing so hard and I wouldn't be so hard on myself. Well, I lied about all that stuff. I still do that too much, but I did tell her if you didn't hurt when you lose, then you probably shouldn't be doing this anymore. You led me into my next question. Maybe you just answered it. I remember feeling naive coach because I covered that first decade in Chapel Hill and you're just such a positive, effervescent guy that I did not know, seriously, that you were internalizing as a younger man a lot of – if you lost a game or something negative happened, 
Um, now you say you're not great at it still, but are you better at it? And how do you get better at it without losing the passion that led you to be so successful in the first place? Yeah, what I've learned is that you, you can learn from losing. You don't want to, but what do you get out of life if when something doesn't work well, you don't learn about why it didn't and what you can do to keep it from happening again? So I am trying to do a better job of, of we, we used to have victory dinners after football games that we won. In fact, the first years we didn't win any. So a lot of food went to waste. Uh, so now we have family dinners. And every Sunday night, we're going to come and eat as a family and we're going to get rid of that last one, good or bad, and we're going to go to the next one. And, that, and that's what we do. So there's some things that I've learned that uh, really try to help uh, the process. Don't let one loss beat you twice. Uh, go back to work. What, what did you do wrong? Don't just take it all in and, and feel so guilty. Fix it. And, and you can be, you can have a positive attitude and still be very, very direct and fix things. And that's what people don't understand. Sometimes they say, well, um, he's being negative. No, we're, we're fixing things. And, and when things are wrong, we all have to agree to disagree. We have to be very direct. We have to call each other out. We call each other up and out, but then you have to fix them. And, and that's what I'm trying to do a better job of. There's a lot to discuss about the 2023 Tar Heels for all sorts of good reasons. So I'm going to get all into all that. But I wanted to ask you one question that you might have gotten during those years as an ESPN analyst. Dan Lanning of Oregon, uh, in his pregame speech before the Ducks beat Colorado and beat them really badly, he was firing up his guys, and he was using words, the, the language, you've probably seen it. You know, those guys are fighting for clicks, and we're fighting for wins. I, I just wonder your thoughts about stuff like that because – your job description does include creating this image around UNC football, right? So you can't totally roll your eyes about the click aspect or the, or the excitement that Dion has brought to Colorado. But we also know that in the end, you're trying to win football games. What was your thought? Do you put any meaning on what guys say to their players while trying to, to, to motivate them for the upcoming game? Because it feels like every coach has his own way to do that. David, I don't. I've probably said some things in that locker room I wouldn't want public. <laughs> now just about everything's public. Uh, but it is. It's a time where your 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 players trust you. And you've you've got them in a captured moment there right before they go out to uh, to battle for three and a half hours like a heavyweight fight, just gonna hit each other in the face. And it's a very difficult sport. So you're trying to give them something just to get them charged right before they go out, which is a hard thing to do. And, and really, Dan wasn't taking shots at the other bunch more than he was saying, here's why we're going to win. Here's what you need to do. Here's what's picking you up. And I thought Dion handled it really well. He said that that's his right. He won the game. He can say what he wants. So um, I appreciate what Dion's done. It, Steve Spurrier and I were very different. Steve and I are friends. But he, he would call people out. I, don't, I just don't do that. It's not my deal. It's not my style. Um, and even if somebody's really rude about us, I, I just let go. Uh, that's their opinion. I, I don't care if I, if I don't respect them enough to answer, I figure that's more hurtful than giving them an answer, uh, very honestly, and, and, uh, or giving them some attention because that's usually what people are screaming want. Uh, but, but Dion is, is in a very different place than Dan. Uh, both of them uh, are doing a really good job. They've both got national attention for their programs, and, and uh, Dion handled the loss, I thought, as well as he could. I listened to a lot of press conferences because I, I – I get an opinion of people because I've sat in that chair when it's hot and it's not comfortable and it's not good. 
and I want to see who can handle that and who can't. It's it's really interesting for me to do that. So, um, but but uh, we we played Oregon in the bowl game. Came down to the last 19 seconds, so I got to be around Dan the whole week. And he's a nice man and got a, a good family and a good wife and and uh, I, he he is a good football coach. I don't think he purposefully walked into that locker room to say I'm going to beat up Dion on national TV. It's just what you say to your team, and that it used to be private. Now it's not as private. You and I have seen each other during the offseason and had some cool speaking engagements over the years, and it's been fun. I've just been able to share with you how honored I have felt over the years as a 20-year-old. You know, I was talking to Mac Brown one week and Dean Smith another week and Mike Krzyzewski another week, and I want to share a quick story and get your reaction about something Roy Williams told me on a visit to our show. He said by the time Tyler Hansbrough was a senior at Carolina and had not yet won a national title, he ultimately did, obviously, but Roy, I mean, who's done it all, been there, done that, national champion, Hall of Famer, Roy actually said that he would lose sleep and sometimes take long walks in the middle of the night over the angst that he felt if Tyler Hansbrough had spent four years in Chapel Hill and Roy had not helped him get a national title. Now, you have Drake May, one of the greatest players in school history and NFL, and this is assumedly his last year with you i hope you're not losing sleep but how how do you wrestle with all of that and what are your thoughts when you hear that roy williams story maybe you already knew about that one uh, it's, it's true i haven't heard that story from roy but all of us we it's been a long time since we've won a championship around here i was shocked when the last time we were four and oh was when we were here in 97 that's too long right it's 26 years in fact none of our players were alive i was asking them last wow. night when were you born? Well, I was born in 99. I was born in 2002. And I thought, really? So we have <laughs> more since you've been alive, man. You've never seen this before. Wow. And one of the reasons that, that Drake committed to Alabama and didn't come here early is because our stands weren't full. We weren't winning because Coach Fedora just won two games. And he'd, he'd seen a lack of interest in Carolina football. And and I asked him, why do you want to go to Alabama? And he said, my, my two brothers have won national championships. I want to do that. So I do feel that pressure that uh, I want us to give Drake every opportunity to reach his dream. And I want to do that for Carolina. One, one of the reasons Sally and I came back is that we wanted to make Carolina football uh, a priority again and, and make it where it mattered nationally. And, and it wasn't just something that nobody was talking about. So uh, we, we take a lot of pride in what we've done over these four years and, and now starting a fifth and, and want to continue to do this right the rest of the year. The original Saltworks has been serving the Wilmington area for over 50 years. Owner Bob Hubbard and his staff create a welcome atmosphere to go along with their home-cooked breakfast and lunch that simply cannot be rivaled anywhere in North Carolina. Pancakes, eggs, waffles, hot dogs, crab cakes, and the best grits in the state. The original Saltworks, a proud partner of the North Carolina Sports Network. Sport Clips is like no other place you've ever gotten your haircut. Sports everywhere. TVs everywhere playing sports. And guy smart stylists who know how to give you the haircut you want and the haircut you need. You don't ever need an appointment. Walk-ins are welcome. And you'll walk out feeling like an MVP, guaranteed. Be sure to ask about the MVP experience as it's something you just can't put into words. Awesome haircut, hot steam towel, invigorating shampoo, neck and shoulder treatment. It takes a haircut and turns it into an event. Sport Clips, a proud partner 
of the North Carolina Sports Network. Mac Brown's joining us on the David Glenn Show. His heels are 4-0. They are in the national top 15. They do have a three-game homestand coming up here against conference competition. One more thing on Drake. I can picture you guys having very calm, rational conversations about this. Hey, man, we're 4-0. Hey, we're in the national top 15. A lot's going right. How do you handle or how have you seen Drake handle the reality that after August conversation about Heisman Trophy preseason lists, he just doesn't have sort of the TD interception ratio or, or, or he has some great numbers, but he doesn't have all of the things that made him one of the top 10 vote getters last year in that Heisman voting. Um, I know winning is most important to him and you, but how do you guys discuss that and process it all? Yeah, he is uh, – you, you- take his QBR rating, he's playing better now than he was last year at this time. So that's what we do. We look at his production. We look at his leadership. We look at what he's doing for this team. Last year's team were, were barely beating App State, barely beating Georgia State. This year's team have been pretty dominant and strong fourth quarters in, in three of our, our top four games with a much tougher schedule than we had this time last year. Uh, and we're running the ball better. We're running the ball so much yeah. better, especially in the red zone. It takes up some of his touchdowns. And he's had Kamari Morales come down at the one. And, and the other night we had another guy catch a ball and get tackled at the one. We're going to run it in. Where last year we might have thrown it in. Uh, but the truth is, if we had won the last four games last year, he would have been in the Heisman in New York, and we didn't. Yeah. So it's really about winning, and he knows that. And he's managing games as good as any I've ever seen right now. And those numbers will continue to get better because people are having to, to be conscious about stopping the run, and that's going to open up a lot more of the passing lanes for us. Let me ask you to follow up on what you just said. Maybe beyond Drake, what else has changed? Because, man, I'll tip my cap. I believe you all were 6-0 and away from home last season. So just know that I'm tipping my cap. That's not easy to do. I've been at this for quite a while. But if I remember correctly – all six of those were one possession games. And as you just referred to, Coach, watching the latter part of that Minnesota game, it there was no doubt who was going to win. Watching you guys sack Spencer Rattler nine times, there was no doubt in the latter stages who was going to win. Um, and, and even your most recent game, it just on the road against Pitt, it, it, you just didn't let them hang around. What all goes into that next step from winning to what leadership or, or, or foot on the throat or whatever goes into those more decisive victories? David, it's a great question. And I talked all spring about good to great. And then we didn't play great against App State. So I told them I'm going to quit talking about that because you're, you're not great. We're a good team, but we've got to play great to win right now. 
And and what you've got to do is you got to you got to show you got to prove to me first. I see you more than everybody else. So if I don't think you're great, then and I, I said people said Pitt's a trap game. I said you got to be a great team to have a trap game. Yeah, we're not even that. We got to play good. Uh, and they get that. They're older. Everybody on defense except the two cornerbacks have played, and they've played a lot. And we've played some bad defense around here the last four years. So they've they've had some good moments, but we've had bad defense. The other night after those first two drives, we played great defense. And, and, and that's what we've got to do every week. We forced three turnovers, didn't give up one. Offensively, we are running the ball consistently better. We didn't at times in the fourth quarter Saturday, and that bothers us. we got to do that. We've got to go back and have a hard self-evaluation here of the last four games and, and fix some of the things that, that aren't doing well. We were great in the kicking game or awful. We return a punt and give up a touchdown. Yeah. Um, so th those are things that we're just seeing that, uh, that, that need to be fixed. So, uh, I think more than anything else right now, that's who we are. We're, we're, a, an older experienced football team in just about every position. We have more depth than we've had in the past in just about every position. And that gives us a chance to, to get behind at Pitt and not panic and come back and still win. So this team's uh, kind of been there, done that. They don't want to come down to the last drive every game like we did at App State this year. But I, I think we did that maybe nine out of, of, of 12 games last year. Mac Brown is joining us on the David Glenn Show. I mentioned the three-game homestand, Syracuse, then Miami, then Virginia. If you had a, an avenue, our show or otherwise, to just talk to Tar Heel Nation, what would be your request uh, heading into those three straight matchups at Keenan Stadium? Well, there, there's uh, not a lot of teams out there that are undefeated after four games, especially with a schedule as hard as we've played. So the best way you can reward these guys is, is come to the game, get there early, uh, show them how proud you are, and, and let's have just the, the best fan base for the next three games at home that, that we've seen. And I need our fans to bring it. You, you, uh, they keep saying your, your football team's only as good as the commitment from your university and the commitment from your fans. So we need our fans to step up and be really strong. We're going to get you out of here what we, with what we call our lightning round with Mac Brown. It's brought to you by Lawson Insurance here in Raleigh. Our friend Ken Lawson is a proud UNC graduate. They handle my personal insurance. They ha handle my commercial insurance. If you are in the market for insurance advice or insurance policies, let them save you money the way they've saved my family money as well. That's Lawson Insurance. The Lawson brothers are actually split between NC State and UNC, but I mentioned Ken because he's a big Tar Heel fan. All right, these are quick answers. No more than a you know 30 seconds at most, Coach. Uh, we are one of the only states in the country that has beach houses, lake houses, and mountain houses. Uh, what order of priority would you and Sally put those three? Sally would go to the beach first, and I would go to the mountains first. All right. Uh, what's, what's your favorite all-time family trip beyond the United States? Uh, we went to Dubai and spent a week, and it was really cool. Name a few of your favorite bands or musicians. Eric Church. Luke Combs, uh, in-state guys, uh, George Strait, uh, those guys are the best. Eric Church, also a huge Tar Heel fan, I know that. Uh, you don't have to hit all these, but is there a favorite actor or actress or author or artist who comes to mind? Oh, I'd have to think that uh, uh, probably Matthew McConaughey, because he and I have a charity together out in Austin, yeah. and I, I love his work, but I, I love him more as a friend. 
And finally, our main sponsor here is the North Carolina Pork Council, Coach. Do you have a preference among Eastern-style barbecue, Western-style barbecue, bacon, pork chops, or any other pork product? David, I was entirely too heavy, and I just lost a lot of weight, but it's obvious that I like all pork. <laughs> I was going to commend you for that. You do look great, man, uh, and you sound great as well. I promise to get you out of here in a certain time frame, and darn it, I'm going to hit that time frame. Uh, so thank you, as always, for your time here on the David Glenn Show. Congratulations on your 4-0 and start, uh, and we look forward to catching up with you again down the road. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me on, and good luck moving forward with your project. Thank you very much. That's head coach Mac Brown, the North Carolina Tar Heels. I've said it many times, the 1997 team that he built in Chapel Hill, the last one before he took the Texas job. In my 36 or so years covering college football in North Carolina, the team that he built that year was the best football team I've seen in this state in my time covering college football. And I mean among our in-state teams. Obviously, I've seen a lot of other great teams around the country or out-of-state teams visiting our in-state teams. But the 97 Tar Heels, man, they were loaded with future first-round and second-round NFL draft picks. They went 11-1, and lost only at home to a top-five Florida State team, and just mashed, I mean, just annihilated uh, almost all of their 11 opponents that they beat that year. So appreciate Mac Brown dropping by. Who knows what he has brewing this time? At the very least, it's a good Carolina team. What's the ceiling? Who knows? Trip to the ACC title game, win the ACC title, uh, and and who knows? Maybe Drake May gets a national championship in his last year with the Tar Heels. The way, remember, in basketball, Tyler Hansbro did ultimately get that NCAA title as a senior at UNC under Roy Williams back in 2009. 